Hello, Christian. Hello, Talking Fight fans around the world. Welcome to another episode uh, featuring information, news, updates on the Olympics as we head towards Tokyo in 2021, specifically in the boxing category. Do you have any uh, news for us today, Christian? Uh, well, Graham, uh, as we've been, been following up uh, things in the boxing tournament, or that wrapped up just over the weekend, and that was the one happening in Spain. One of the big stories that we have been following throughout the last tournament, as well as this one, has continued to be India's 14-strong contingent that they sent to this tournament. Despite some or some upsets, uh, specifically two of the tournament's favorites being Amit Pangal and Mary Combe failing to secure spots in the finals, Pangal losing in his quarterfinal match and Combe failing to get past her opponent in the semis, India was still set to send nine fighters into gold medal fights on Saturday. However, of the nine Indian boxers, that's six men, three women, who made it into the finals, only four of them were able to actually take to the ring. Manish Kushik was the only gold medal winner for India at the boxing tournament in Spain for 2021, as the rest of the team either suffered losses or were struck down by cases of COVID-19. Wow. So, yeah, unfortunately, this is, this is we're going to start seeing this kind of thing and this type of news happening in these tournaments, unfortunately. So this is going to be an early test run to see how it all goes. Manish Kaushik won, did win his uh, his 63-kilogram category against Denmark's Tedarayan Nikolai by a 3-2 split decision. So what happened? Ashish Kumar, uh, who's fighting in the 75-kilogram category, tested positive for COVID-19 ahead of his final bout on Saturday and had to withdraw. Now, what's sad about this is this also meant that Mohammed Husamuddin, uh, if fighting in the 57 kilogram category, as well as Sumit Sagwan in the 81 kilogram category, also had to pull out of their respective bouts since they were Ashish's roommates in Spain. So as a precautionary on this one, Satish Kumar in the 91 plus, so in the super heavyweight uh, category, meanwhile, did not take to the ring, but that was for non-COVID-y type reasons. He was uh, feeling unwell, but it was not COVID related. Uh, you know, looking at a couple of the Indians who did manage to make it into the ring, uh, Vikas Christian lost his 69-kilogram category fight in a 4-1 split decision to Yuba Sasiko Nidea of Spain. I apologize for the names, as always, guys. I do my best here, but you know how it is. Yuba, uh, seri Yuba's series of close-range powerful jabs and effective combinations ended up giving him an edge even as Vikas responded with a, with a flurry of body shots. The Spaniard throughout the match displaying superior footwork and agility. Vikas also managed to uh, get a cut above his right eye in the second round and was just unable to connect in any kind of meaningful way, uh, you know, particularly in the third. While Yuba just continued to land punches that at the end of the day just sealed the deal for him. In the women's category, uh, Jasmine, who was heavily favored again, lost her 57-kilogram bout 5 nothing to the reigning European champion and Rio 2016 Olympian uh, Irma Testa of Italy. Jasmine had, uh, you know, it should be also noted here that she had been having a great tournament up to this point, uh, having beaten the defending Boxham 2020 champion Andrea Medina out of the U.S. On the in the quarterfinals by unanimous decision. That was back on Wednesday. In the 75-kilogram category, Pooja Rani lost 5-0 as well to the American Naomi Graham, whose quick counterattacks were just too much, and she was just too fast for uh, for the Indian boxer. 
Now, this is probably, I don't know if sad's the right word, but, you know, this 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 one hurts probably the most for the Indians here. Simranjit Kaur had to forfeit her 60-kilogram match to American Rashida Ellis after the Indians' semifinal opponent from the previous day, Kira Tapia of Puerto Rico, tested positive for COVID-19. So, as a naturally, Simranjit, uh, Simranjit was also tested uh, and came back with a negative result but local government regulations still prevented her from competing after her opponent. So all boxers who did end up withdrawing from the finals were awarded silver medals. So at the end of the uh, boxum, India ended still ended up coming away with a single gold, but eight silvers and a bronze. That bronze medal going, of course, to uh, to Mary Combe, who uh, we mentioned earlier. So it's been a bit of a weird one, Graham. Uh, we we ended up seeing walkovers on the day at the end of this whole thing. We ended up seeing walkovers in the women's lightweight, the men's fe- the men's featherweight, the men's middleweight, the men's lightweight, and the men's super heavyweight. All were all all gold medals were walkovers in those. <laughs> so yeah, so the big story and the big winners at this tournament it turns out are the Italians, or I should say the ones to watch out for turned out to be uh, once you took the Indians out of the equation, uh, mainly the uh, the Italian women, and uh, and the Spanish men. So Italy ended up taking you know, the most gold medals in this tournament, they, uh, walking away with five of them. Uh, so Italy ended up taking them in women's flyweight, women's featherweight, women's welterweight and women's heavyweight. Uh, they also did take home a men's lightweight, uh, but that one was from a walkover. Uh, coming in second on the gold medal front here, uh, the Spanish had four of them. And again, they was, that was in the men's welterweight, the men's middleweight, and the men's heavyweight, as well as the men's super heavyweight. So this goes back to something we were talking about a little earlier on about how when these tournaments kind of come on the heels of each other, such as we saw with Strandia and now coming into boxing, where you don't necessarily, you're obviously not seeing the same boxers fight at both of them because you need recovery time, both mental and physical, emotional, the whole thing, uh, as well as training time in the run up. So countries that we saw do very well at Strandia, such as uh, Kazakhstan, uh, such as Russia, both only came away with single gold medals in this particular uh in this particular tournament russia uh in the women's flyweight uh beating the u.s uh kazakhstan in the men's flyweight india as we mentioned only one medal as well and uh one medal for puerto rico who i'm not entirely sure why they fight separate from the u.s in this tournament but they do they do so uh yeah so the puerto ricans uh coming away with a medal in men's featherweight so when we take all the walkovers into account here though um, Puerto Rico loses their only gold medal, potentially. That is, of course, potentially. The USA drops down to one. Spain lose half of theirs, dropping them to two. And the Italians still lose a gold as well. So the real winners here, I think, are probably the Spanish. Uh, the Italian, again, the women doing, you know, winning all of theirs on actual points and one uh, stoppage by the, the referee, I believe, in the heavyweight, in the women's heavy there. But other than that, it was uh, it was the Italian women all day long and the Spanish men. But what could have been, were it not for COVID, and what might we have seen out of the Indian side? It's really hard to say. So what I'm curious to see as we move forward into the actual Olympics here is what happens in these types of situations uh, when it comes to dealing with not only... Uh, the Olympic Organizing Committee, but also municipal health authorities in Tokyo. And when we do, it, uh, oh, I say when, if, fingers crossed, if uh, 
we come across a situation where we do have a fighter who tests positive for COVID-19. Because, uh, you know, we, we saw two fighters test positive here. And as a result, we lost three fighters who had nothing to do with it and all tested negative. So obviously we can't talk in terms of is that fair or not to the fighters who tested negative because of course it's not fair nothing about a pandemic is fair but it's really a matter of you know what is the municipal board in tokyo going to do if someone posts a, a positive result from you know and you've had contact a day or two before like what happened to sanrajit here our uh i've lost the name already but uh our, our indian boxer there uh who uh whose previous opponent the day before was un uh, had uh, posted a positive result the following day. More questions than answers, really, Graham. Huh. That, that's, that, that's actually, uh, first of all, a great recap. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Uh, Mixed bag. Mixed bag. Yeah, that's, uh, that throws a whole different light into what will take place in Tokyo. I, I had never thought of the scenario whereby someone gets tested positive for COVID, which then knocks out of the competition the person who had won against them and had advanced uh, even towards the the podium. That's a real even shame. Even though that person, even though that person tested po posted tested a negative, negative result right. themselves, yeah. So that's that's uh, that's setting. Uh, but what can you do? As you say, life's not fair, especially during a pandemic. Well, that one came down to not the tournament as well. That came down to local health health authorities, which is why I'm curious to see how far the Tokyo uh, health authorities are going to be stepping into the games or how much they're going to be just kind of standing back and observing things. Quick question then before you go, uh, what's the next uh, tournament scheduled in terms of amateur boxing and re internationally recognized and possibly helping towards the rankings in the Olympics? Well, we've had all kinds of stuff over the last few days, actually. Uh, now, this is this was just one of the larger tournaments that was going on. But, um, for example, like we had uh, in Kyrgyz they had Kyrgyzstan Nationals were happening yesterday. Uh, Nepali uh, boxing was happening. The Men's Elite Championships were happening. The Soviet Union Cadet National Championships were happening over the course of the last weekend. So there's been a number, there's always something going on. As far as the next big one, let me do a little looking into it and we'll see which one of these things, because uh, again, there's always something happening. So we'll take a look and we'll talk a little bit tomorrow about which of these tournaments we're going to be taking a little bit extra time to pay some attention to. Uh, again, as we move closer into uh, the Olympics themselves and as these, you know, we start looking closer at rankings based on the outcomes of these tournaments. Yes. All right. Thanks very much. I appreciate that. And we look forward to further news and developments. Um, that winds up. That is a wrap from Boxham this year. Thanks. Again, it's a mixed bag. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> and wake the producer up. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, did you see that news about our sleeping producer? <laughs> that's okay. We, we've mi we've missed him, and uh, that that's okay. He'll get back to us eventually. 
One of the bigger fights, you know, while we've still got you, since I've got you, Graham, one of the upsets that happened in this uh, tournament that I am going to go back and keep talking about since we, uh, since apparently we have a few more uh, moments here, was uh, Virginia Fuchs versus Russia's uh, Svetlana Sulyanova. Now, this one was really expected to go in the direction of the uh, of the American, and it just didn't at the end of the day. I'm sorry for the spoiler on this one, but this was another upset. I didn't know, know if we had time to go into this one, but the first round of this fight, Fuchs came out and was trying to keep the Russian on the outside with her jab, but I don't know if she noticed or not, but she was lacking both a height and a reach advantage. So I'm not really sure what she was thinking, trying trying to use her jab to keep her at arm's length here. Uh, so naturally she had minimal success with this. Uh, it was a fairly mobile round with neither boxer really managing to land anything of consequence. It was a lot of feeling each other out in that first round. Once we got into the second round of things, you know, Fuchs came out of the uh, out of her corner, kind of determined to dictate the pace of the fight at that point in time. But in her in her haste, she managed to walk into a couple of stiff jabs kind of right off the hop. Um, <clears throat> pardon me, with the Russian relying, you know, on the obvious height and reach advantage that she did have. Once we got into the third round, Fuchs again was quick out of her corner, eager to land some scoring blows. But once again, the Russian had her number pretty early on in the round, keep managing to keep her on the outside. And about halfway through the round, this, the pair kind of stopped, you know, they they stopped moving around. They managed to make it back to the center of the ring. And at that point in time, they were just trading punches. And both of them were looking for points and head hunting. Uh, but ultimately, it was just too little too late for, uh, for the American. And those points scored early on by the Russian. Just added up at the end of the day, the Russians ended up taking home a gold. U.S. Uh, took home the silver with a bronze, uh, was Mary Combs' uh, bronze there for India, and another one for Italy. So that was another big upset from this tournament. I think we might have our producer back, so with that, I am <laughs> going to let you go, and uh, we will talk again tomorrow. And like I said, we're going to look into some of the other big tournaments that are upcoming. All right. Thanks very much, Christian. We'll see you tomorrow.